Hello and welcome to the third season and first Travel Notes episode of 2024. Here on Travel Notes, we use music as a medium to explore ways in which we are all connected. We broadcast Monday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WOHM Radio 96.3 FM and across all streaming platforms. I'm so excited for our first guest of the year. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to Clay Ross, a multi-Grammy award-winning guitarist, vocalist, composer, and educator about his group, the American Patchwork Quartet, or APQ as I'll refer to them in today's episode. I saw American Patchwork Quartet perform at the APAP conference in New York City this past January and was totally blown away by their live performance and music. A little bit of background about the American Patchwork Quartet. They are a New York City-based collective of award-winning musicians from diverse artistic and cultural backgrounds, led by multi-Grammy award-winning guitarist, vocalist Clay Ross, and featuring vocals by Falu, who is the first Indian-born female singer-songwriter to win a Grammy and nominee for the third time in 2024. APQ's dynamic rhythm section of go-to bassist Yasushi Nakamura, whose work with Cecile McLaurin Salvant, Joe Lovano, and Kurt Elling, just to name a few, and drummer Clarence Penn, who's played on two Grammy Award winning records, won a Juno Award himself, and was mentored by the great Ellis Marcellus. This dynamic and virtuosic group binds timeless American folk songs with jazz sophistication, country twang, West African Hypnotics and East Asian Ornamentation on their debut self-titled album, which comes out Friday, February 9th. With a mission to reclaim the immigrant soul of American roots music, the group reinterprets the country's centuries-old folk songbook by uplifting its underrepresented voices, infusing these standards with elements like classical Hindustani vocal work and traditions from the African-American churches of Detroit. Throughout the album, we find potent symbols of unity and diversity exploring universal truths through a range of musical languages and cultural lenses. Themes like longing, heartbreak, desire, fulfillment, tranquility, and love, ultimately revealing the joys, sorrows, and unwavering hope of a nation crafted by shared dreams and diverse histories. So without further ado, let's dive into our conversation with guitarist, vocalist, and band leader Clay Ross. All right, Clay, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Grace. It's great to be here. Appreciate you having me. Of course. So you guys have an exciting week coming up. Your debut self-titled album coming out Friday, February 9th. Tell me a little bit more about the origin story behind American Patchwork Quartet and this album. Uh, yeah, happy to. So American Patchwork Quartet was really um, a simple idea where I really wanted to create um a version of my American roots music, um, Southern American music um, that reflected the diversity that I found myself in um, as a member of the creative community in New York City. And I moved from Charleston to New York over 20 years ago now. It's hard to believe so much time has gone by, but it it goes so fast. It does. (laughs) (laughs) And I, you know, I guess ever since I arrived here, my network of, of collaborators has really um, become a global one. And that has been really inspiring to me. You know, one of the first collaborations I had when I came here was uh, with an accordionist from Galicia. And he exposed me to all this Argentinian tango music and uh, 
music uh, from Brazil and the first big break I caught as a touring artist after I came to New York was with a Brazilian percussionist named Sir Batista and that really kind of set me on a path in the jazz adjacent world of you know world music and roots music and that's been exciting for me and it sort of opened up all of these possibilities for different kinds of collaborations that can happen and I was working at Carnegie Hall as a teaching artist um, and I started there uh, probably eight years ago now and uh, one of the really phenomenal talents that I met there among many honestly there's so many talented people that are on the faculty there like as teaching artists and it's kind of a part-time you know gig that a lot of musicians in New York do but the roster that they have of talent is unreal so there's so many wonderful artists there from all over the the world that are living in New York now and I met Falu Falu Falguni Shaw she likes to go by Falu as one word and Falu and I were teaching artists there, uh, working on mostly on this project called Lullaby Project, where we would write a lot of songs for expecting mothers. And that's such an intimate thing. You know, you're writing these songs for a mom in this really sensitive, intimate time in their life. And yeah. so, you know, that helped us um, to really bond and we got really close and became good friends. And so, um, me asking her to participate in this project was sort of a natural extension of our friendship. And we were really looking for a way to collaborate. We were trying to figure out, well, you know, should we write songs together and try to, to do some gigs or maybe, you know, what could we do? Um, what is a common language that we share? And around, this is all sort of around the same time that I was doing research for what became the Rinky Tanky group. And I was doing a lot of deep dives into the, Alan Lomax archives and mm -hmm. um, really digging into to folk music archives and um, really searching for uh, songs that were connected to South Carolina specifically and Gullah music. But I found all of these other songs that weren't specifically connected to Gullah, but were really amazing and beautiful songs, mostly from rural Appalachia, from the mountains. Um, and a lot from, you know, further west uh, and from the Mississippi Delta and uh, fife and drum type grooves and other blues music from different uh, traditions as you, as you travel further west. And I just kind of thought I want to do something with these songs and I needed a, a vehicle to explore those songs. And, and it, I just sort of thought, well, Falu would probably sound amazing singing some of these songs and I imagined a song like Beneath the Willow or Shenandoah and I asked her I said what do you think of these songs check these out and she said oh wow this is gorgeous she she sang on them and she was just like oh this is just like a mountain song that we sing you know in my Gujarati folk style Wow! so that was really cool and uh, yeah. and that she was down was uh, a big part of the impetus for putting a little bit more weight and energy and time into this. And, um, you know, I uh, really wanted to specifically go forward with a mission to share diversity 
and representation on stages. You know, I, I play on a lot of stages. I've, I've been traveling all over the world playing on these, um, on beautiful stages. And, um, and I, I felt like it could be a really special and needed statement to sort of ensure that diversity and representation was presented in a group um, on stage. And so with that in mind, sort of set out to find other collaborators that would be interested in a project like this. And that led me to first Clarence Penn, who I met uh, at the Monterey Jazz Festival. Um, and we, you know, Clarence is a very famous jazz drummer. I mean, he's really world renowned and worked with Michael Brecker and Betty Carter and so many wonderful jazz artists. And I was just thrilled that um, I had this opportunity to get to know him because we shared a car going back to the airport after the Monterey <laughs> Jazz Festival. And I was just sort of talking to him and then our plane got delayed and we ended up hanging out in the airport together for like 10 hours, oh, wow. sort of commiserating <laughs> over this terrible travel experience. But, but what was cool about that is um, in that time, you know, we were like just rapping about everything, uh, about family, about mm -hmm. cooking, you know, about travel and everything really except music. Mm -hmm. And we became friends and um and didn't even consider making music together but uh but later when i was really starting to dig into this idea of american patchwork quartet he was one of the first people that i shared it with and i asked him what he thought about it and he just he thought man that's a great idea he's like that's going to be really cool he said we we got to give this a shot and um and then both of us immediately thought of yasushi nakamura who we both have played with. And I, I knew Yasushi was one of the first musicians that I met when I came to New York. Brilliant bassist, originally from Tokyo, Japan, um, that, uh, you know, again, working with the top names in the jazz field today, playing with Jill, when he's not playing with Joe Lovano or um, uh, Cecile McLaurin Savant, you know, or Dave Douglas. I mean, he's just with working so much with all the, the greatest musicians on the scene and um and i'm grateful again that he liked the idea a lot too so so yeah it's definitely like a collaborative project that um you know i kind of created this this frame and the concept and it thrives and it works and it's interesting and it's cool because everybody kind of put put their weight behind it and everybody put their souls and hearts and souls into creating something um, within that context. Totally. And I think your name, the American Patchwork Quartet, is such a genius kind of summary of this, the tracks on this album, um, too, because it really, you've woven together so beautifully and seamlessly, um, like a quilt or patchwork quilt. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, all these different influences and all your bandmates, you know, musical backgrounds. Um, speaking of, you mentioned Beneath the Willow. I would love to, to dive into that track. Um, what really strikes me about this arrangement is Falu's um, ethereal classical, is it Hindustani? That's right, yeah. Hindustani? So, so she's an 11th generation um 
of this very specific style of Hindustani classical training that was is passed down over these generations. And she comes from a musical family, and her uh, training is a very strict and specific training. And you know, someday I hope you can interview her uh, in order to get a little more insight into that. But it's really been a, a great education for me to get to work with Falu. Um, and that's a big part of why I go and set up these types of projects because it's a way for me to also continue learning. Mm -hmm. um, and she has taught me a lot. Yeah, I. it is really, I'd love to learn more about what goes into the classical training for um, Hindustani vocal work because it's she has such a refined you hear the classical training in her voice mm -hmm. but then with this music it's so you know folk music being so kind of raw and unrefined in a lot of ways it really combines to create a really special sauce so to speak well, um, yeah it works yeah. because it's it's all it's all blues right and when we talk about the blue notes and our blues and in you know, literally in blues music, but in jazz music and country music and um, all American folk music in the great, you know, lexicon of American folk, you have all of these bends and you have those blue notes, you know, those notes that aren't uh, just the perfect, you know, 440, w one of the eight tones, you know, that, that we sing in the major scale, the seven tones of the major scale. They're a little bit, they bend and they, and they, and they, um, they're, they're, they have a character. And so in her training, they actually have many more notes than just you know the seven notes of the scale mm -hmm. or beyond the 12 of the chromatic scale. It's, and they can really articulate um, those subtle spaces in between the notes. And so she can just really have a field day with mm -hmm. what we would call blue notes, you know, and bending notes, and that's just a part of her language. So cool. Mm -hmm. um, so what, before we dive into this track, tell me about what inspired you guys to start with this one. On yeah, you mean like in the, the sequencing on the album? Yeah. You know, I, I, th I think the thought behind that was that um, it's a very familiar song, it's one of the first songs that was ever recorded as a commercial country song. Mm. Um, it was recorded by the Carter family over a hundred years ago, the first family of country music, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it, it's a, it's a beautiful melody and it also, and I also love that it really features Falu's what she calls alap, which is an improvisational style. Mm. And she, she sings with her improvisational style in the middle of the track. And I think it sort of it is a precursor of what's to come on this album. You know, it doesn't, sh it doesn't shock because in the beginning you're hearing something familiar and, and you can hold on to it. Oh, this is beneath the willow. But by the middle of the song, it's like, Oh, this is something different. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, we're trying to, to take the, the listener on a journey. Definitely. You guys definitely do a great job of that. And so let's dive into Beneath the Willow off of the American Patchwork Quartet debut album. Hope you enjoy. 
single which um oh sorry this isn't a single you guys haven't released this yet um however this is one of my favorite I think I heard you guys perform this live at APAP in January and it was incredible Shenandoah yes is the name um a really beautiful and captivating piece tell me a little bit about this this track yeah, I mean, Shenandoah, again, is one of these iconic, <clears throat> excuse me, American songs. You know, it's a song you hear, you like hear choirs, you know, college choirs singing and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, it's also been done by some of my heroes, like one of my personal guitar heroes, the great Tony Rice, bluegrass legend, mm-hmm. has this absolutely stunning acoustic <clears throat> instrumental version of Shenandoah that that moves me to tears i love it um one of my other favorite guitarists bill frizzell this is one of his go-to tunes um there's also versions by keith jarrett and uh, the great jazz pianist and so you know we're definitely referencing 
a lot of those versions in what came out as our version. And I just feel like this is one of the songs where Falu shines um, tr really triumphantly. I mean, it's, it's a very, it's perfectly suited for the type of s training that she has and the type of singing, singing and gives her so much space to explore the nuances of her voice. And that's a big thing with um, Indian classical music. It's it her training is they don't sing harmony. There's not um, a lot of harmonic movement and the the no the training is a lot about the purity of the tone mm -hmm. and the very subtle ornaments. And she has a name for each of the ornaments that she puts at the end of a phrase. So it's it's very subtle, these nuances that are very important, and each one is telling a story. So she, again, had a really good time sort of making choices around the nuances and the ornaments that she placed on the ends of each phrase and inside of each phrase of this song. And, um, and I feel like the band really arrived at uh, just a, a beautiful sound. You know, yes. it's, it's different than a lot of the music that I play. I you know, I play a lot of high energy music, a lot of dance music, a lot of trance type African based um, music. And, and this is a very, very spacious, very peaceful, very calm track. And I enjoy it so much. So thanks for sharing it. Of course. I hope you guys enjoy Shenandoah.
message are you hoping um to convey with this album you know i mean we hope that people can look at us and just see an example of what makes america a great place to live which is our diversity you know our diversity is one of our greatest strengths um immigration is one of our greatest strengths you know the potential that we have to um, learn from one another to not only um, celebrate our commonalities but also to appreciate our differences and I think that our music can really just be a very simple and clear example of that and it doesn't have to be overly complicated you know our 
making music together for us was a real process. You know, it wasn't always easy and it's taken a lot of navigation, a lot of learning from one another, a lot of conversations and a lot of, um, you know, I wouldn't say compromise, but at times compromise, you know, like finding the middle ground uh, so that we arrive at something that we all feel proud of. Mm. And I think at our best, you know, music and the arts can live um, as an example and an inspiration for us in our daily lives because certainly this issue is in the news uh, all the time and increasingly so as we come into this election year. Um, but, you know, there's space for all of us and there's room f and there's beyond being space for all of us, there's opportunity for all of us to grow together and learn from one another. Beautifully said, and you can't see me because this is radio, but I am shaking my head, shaking my head through the whole time you were talking. I think that um, is beautiful. And I really, after listening through the album, um, you guys, and just meeting you guys too, and seeing you perform live, you guys um, do a great job of, of conveying that. Uh, so this next track, this is a more upbeat, upbeat one that's super fun i'm so glad yeah tell is this an original so all of the songs on the album are original original arrangements mm -hmm. of public domain music songs that were captured on field recordings or released you know prior to 1922 or whatever the year is mm -hmm. um songs that are uh you know, have had many iterations and versions and some more obscure than others, of course. But this is a song that's actually not terribly obscure. Um, it was actually covered by uh, uh, Eric Clapton, hmm. played a version of this song um, in the band Cream. Um, Deep, the band, the rock band Deep Purple played a version of this uh, song. And our version has nothing to do with either of those. <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> Um, but sometimes we do play it and someone in the audience will come up and say, Hey, that's that cream song, <laughs> but totally different. Right. But, um, no, this is a song that was originally written by a blues artist named Skip James. One of my favorite blues artists, um, who used to perform solo, uh, guitarist and singer. And he had a really very cool high falsetto voice that he would use when he would sing. Cool. And so I try my best to em emulate that on this track. Um, but yeah, this is this is a fun a fun song that uh, has gone through many iterations uh, in this group. And that's another cool thing about this band is like we kind of we almost never arrive um, at the it, it's always a journey. You know, we're kind of always changing our arrangements and trying different things with these songs. Um, the day before the recording, and I'll tell this story about this song because any musicians out there will appreciate it and hopefully the non-musicians will enjoy the song nonetheless. Um, but the song was originally in 4-4 and, you know, a simple, uh, very simple blues. And, you know, I kind of come into these projects a lot of times with an overt mission of simplicity. You know, I'm trying to sort of boil down um, the musical elements to their most fundamental mm -hmm. so that the communication can be as clear as possible and that it gives space for people to and the musicians to um, add their own colors 
Mm-hmm. And this is a song that the day before the recording, Clarence comes to the band and says, man, we should do something with this song. Check out this groove. And he had this, this, this groove that became the song. <sighs> and the, the groove is, is 15 beats. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, oh. it's just not, it's not intuitive. You know, it's not the kind of thing that if you're not Clarence, <laughs> you're not thinking about every day, you know? <laughs> sure. Is it, what, is it from a country or is it root? It's not. It's, oh. it's the kind of thing that Clarence Penn sits around and thinks about, <laughs> you know, all day long. Uh-huh. And, um, and it's, it's totally killing. I mean, it's, it's yeah, absolutely it amazing is. because it, you, the beauty of it is, like you lose yourself in it and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's in 15 beats. It feels like you're just bobbing your head and it's like grooving. Totally. And that's the best kind of, um, you know, when something is complex, if it can be deceptively complex, that's when it's most interesting. But that said, when he brought this song, we were all real mad. <laughs> 24 <laughs> hours. Before, me. Yeah. And I was like, man, the day before the recording, you're going to spring this on me. And, um, uh, but I put my head down and, you know, and, and got into it and spent my, you know, several hours, um, you know, digesting it. And, yeah, I got my head around it real quick. And it's one of my favorite tracks on the album in the end. So and I, I hope people enjoy it, will enjoy it. This is, you know, I'm so glad. I'm so- 
guys have planned for the album release coming up? It drops this Friday, February 9th. Yeah. Um, well, you know, a big part of why we created the project is so that we can um, be on stages and share this message with audiences all over the country. We've been to some very rural places, which I'm most excited about. I love when we play in a place like Philadelphia, Mississippi. Oh, like, yeah, a town. Didn't know that existed until yeah. I went there. And the great country artist, Marty Stewart, uh, Country Music Hall of Famer, he heard about our project and invited us to perform at the, he has um, a Country Music Hall of Fame uh, there in his hometown of Philadelphia, Mississippi. So and cool. that was an amazing experience. We had a great audience and people came out saying all kinds of things from, you know, that version of Shenandoah moved me to tears to I don't normally like country music or folk music. I don't like Bob Dylan. I don't like Emmy Lou Harris, but I liked you guys. <laughs> <laughs> always a great compliment. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like there's like, always well, that one person who says something like that. You're like, okay, I cool. Know, you're <laughs> like, well, oh, that's okay. Cool. Um, but you know, that said, uh, we do want to play and we were out there playing and, you know, navigating schedules is always a challenge. You know, I'm sure. still deeply committed to Ranky Tanky and, you know, we have a lot of tour dates with Ranky Tanky, which is a real blessing. And, um, so I'm out there playing with that group as well, but, uh, there's always room to, to, and space to share the music you're inspired to share. And yeah, we hope to have more opportunities. So in February, we are going out on our album release tour and we'll be playing uh, several shows in California. We're doing a really cool collaboration with um, a Native American vocalist named Martha Redbone. Cool. And we have a show together that we call This Land Is Our Land where American Patchwork Quartet performs, Martha uh, Redbone performs, and then we do a collaborative set at the end. And so we'll be at some performing arts centers uh, next season with that group. We're playing in California and uh, playing in middle America and Chicago area. And then, uh, yeah, we have our album release concert at Joe's Pub in New York City. If you guys know anybody in New York, send them our way on <laughs> February 10th. And actually, I'm ex super excited that we will be playing in Charleston um, and it's at a really, really prestigious, phenomenal venue. And it's not yet announced, so I'm not going to say what it is, but <laughs> it will be in the fall and it will be um, a really cool show. So if you want to find out more about that, you can find more information on our website at AmericanPatchworkQuartet.com. Awesome. And this final question is... Uh, one that I ask every guest on Travel Notes, since we are a show, we're always looking for ways that music connects us as humans. And I was wondering, how do you think music connects humanity? Well, I think of music as this very safe space. You know, it's a mm -hmm. space where it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to grow and learn by doing, you know? you're not performing a brain surgery on someone <laughs> and the stakes of a mistake 
are not so high. It's okay, you know. And the act that space um, is a beautiful place for people to share. And and it can be so inspiring to watch people become excellent at a craft like music because you can always look to find something to grow towards. And music is a constant, growing, evolving process that no one ever arrives at finished. You're never finished with music, you know? It's endless. And just to be on the journey of music and to share that journey with all of humanity creates such a connection between those of us who engage with it. And that means everyone, not just the people who play it, but the people who listen, you're engaging with it. And if it's moving you, you're a part of that conversation. So I think music is just one of the greatest gifts that we have as a species. And <laughs> I, I know that if music went away, everyone would feel it. Mm. And one of my, one of my teachers, uh, at, in Charleston, at the College of Charleston, Tommy Gill, rest in peace, Tommy Gill was a great mm. jazz pianist um, th from Charleston, and I learned so much from him, and he and I would have these long conversations, and he said that to me on the phone one day. He said, yeah, people take music for granted, but if all the music disappeared and nothing was playing anymore, everyone would notice. Mm. So true, so true. Man, this has been such a pleasure. I've really... No, thanks. Yeah, I've really enjoyed our conversation, learning more about you guys as a band and what went into your music. This album is incredible. Um, I'm so excited for it to be out in the world and for you guys to be out in the world sharing it uh, live and looking forward to your Charleston show too to be announced. And of course, everyone uh, stay tuned uh, by following them on their socials and website, American Patchwork Quartet. Um, and yeah, thanks, Clay, so much again for coming on the show. Yeah, anytime. And Everyone can keep in touch with me too at uh, all my social handles are Clay Ross Music and my website for more information is clayross.com. So look forward to seeing y'all soon. L love everybody in Charleston. It's my home, my family. Um, just sending lots of love to everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Travel Notes. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and perhaps you are now an American Patchwork Quartet fan. I know for sure I am. Stay tuned for their debut album that drops Friday, February 9th. And if you liked today's episode, you can find out more at travelnotes underscore podcast on Instagram. Or if you want to connect directly, you can DM me or shoot me an email at travelnotespodcast at gmail.com. We have another great episode already in the works. Stay tuned and don't get too comfy because our next trip is just around the corner.